Welcome to Meet the Artist Topeka, presented by Two Wolf Studio in collaboration with KSEF. All right, I'm your host, Alexander Lancaster, and we are broadcasting live from Two Wolf Studio and Artist Den right here in Topeka for KSEF DB Radio. And I have an awesome guest. It's a very special show for me. Got an awesome guest. His name is Chris Bilsma. The dude's been kicking butt. He's from Topeka. He's been credited for a lot of stuff. He's got quite an awesome resume, starting with uh, working with Breaking Bad and El Camino, the spinoff from Breaking Bad, Godless, and uh, quite a few. If you go look at his IMDB, you will find some like, wow, this guy's from Topeka too. Happy to have you here, Chris. Thank you so much for being here with us, man. I appreciate you. How's it going, first off? It's going great, man, and thank you for having me. It's, it's really exciting what you're doing there in, in and for Topeka, so I'm I'm honored to be a part of it. Heck yeah, man. I'm glad you are part of it. I can't, you know, your, your bio pretty much starts out with you were born in Topeka. A lot of people will have uh, their doubts about Topeka, and here you are being successful with part of your dream. Now, it wasn't, you're, you're an actor and you're from Topeka, but it's not really, is that the direction you were headed whenever you got into acting? Did you always have a focus on acting? No, I definitely didn't. Like I never did a play in high school. Like so many people, they're like, well, I at least did that. And I didn't do that or anything like that. Um, I started to, to get a little more focused on, on movies and kind of noticing how cool they were. Um, probably started when I saw Fellowship of the Ring in the theater, to be honest, because I was like, hadn't seen that many movies to that point and that's a favorite of mine my dad introduced us to the books and everything so seeing that I was just like wow this is what movies are you know this is what they can be on this kind of a scale um wow. but even then I was like well I live in I live in Kansas you know not New, New York or LA and stereotypically speaking you know right. that's the places you have to be to get into it so I didn't really think of it um it wasn't until years later when I was working as an editor for Jostens the you know, the plant for the yearbook companies and, and yeah. caps and gowns and all that. Um, just working as an editor for them when I came across uh, an indie film casting in Kansas City. I was like, I've never even heard of indie film before. <laughs> so I went and checked that out and man, the rest is history. Yeah, you, you, you went and checked it out and got hired to do that. And then things started spinning. Tell us a little bit about that point. I mean, just a little bit more about that point real quick. Sure, sure. Well, I, I always credit my friend Rich because uh, he was the director of the project. And I, I specifically remember standing in the break room at Justin's and with my audition com coming up tomorrow and being like, giving him a call and being like, hey, man, like, uh, let me just not waste your time. Like, I'm sure that you have people who are experienced. Like, I don't want to come up there and just like take up your time, basically. And also, I was just at a point in my life where I didn't really take any risks. Um, of course, people love comfort. Who wouldn't, you know? So I can't fault myself too much. But I was just like, hey, I'm I'm in a comfortable routine, um, and I I don't know that I want to go take a risk that might just be an embarrassment, you know. But Rich was like, you're already on the schedule, man. Just come, and if you don't like it, that's fine. Or if you're not the right fit, that's fine too. But just come try it. And so if it weren't for him, I might never have done that. But uh, yeah, I got that first role, and for the next three years or so, I just worked on on um, films in Kansas City over the weekends whenever I could while keeping my job at Justin's. And it just reached a point where I was like, I know that I'm gonna regret it forever if I don't at least like resign at Justin's, which I loved, I loved the people there, I loved the work, I still edit when I can on the side. But I just knew like, 
there's a difference between a really good job and a good situation with good people and something that you really have a passion for. And I just knew yeah. that's what acting was, you know. Most of my friends were very supportive. Some were like, I don't know, this seems like kind of a, a on a whim thing to try and the odds are crazy. I was like, guys, you don't understand. Like, I have to do this. This isn't just a, oh, yeah, I might try to like, I might, I might like trying to act. I want to be a celebrity. Like, this is something that I feel like I was put on the earth to do now. And I found that out, you know, so I got to do it. That's pretty cool that, I mean, the risk was the first step. And then from there, you created, you, you figured out you had a passion for it. Like it, it grew that fast. It was like getting bit by a bug or something, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's like the phrase that people always throw around is, well, I got bit by the acting bug. And I suppose yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, like I just, I just thought it would be, you know, a fun time. And it really was. But then the more I thought about it, I was just like, man, this is something that I just can't, it's grown to be something I just can't ignore anymore, you know? That's pretty awesome. So you were born right here in Topeka, uh, pretty much raised here. You went to school, um, Topeka High? I was actually, so I was born in Topeka, raised there. I, I moved not until I was 20, uh, I think 20 or 21 to Kansas City. And that was like, <laughs> it's funny, you know, I've moved to New Mexico since then. And I've also now spent time in L.A., much bigger moves, but actually moving to Kansas City was so hard yeah. for me. It was only an hour and a half away because I was just like, wow. I didn't realize it, but I've never lived anywhere else. And it's so difficult to like pull up those roots. Um, but I've been able to be back to visit, you know, my family, my oldest friends. Yeah. That still live there. It's been great to keep those roots in Topeka also still. Yeah. That's cool. Your family still lives here. So you've been able to come back and visit. What do you, what do you think about what's going on in Topeka when it comes to the arts now? I mean, there's gotta be a change that you could see. I'm hoping that there's a change you can see of things that's been happening over the last 10 years or so. Yeah, for sure. Now, and sometimes, certainly in 2020, I didn't get to go out and do anything, of course. Yeah, we none of us did. <laughs> right, yeah. But like, and I don't always get to, to go out and do that much in Topeka. Sometimes I'm just back for a few days. Then I'm like, hey, I really just need to see my family. But like, I, I'm really struck by what's been going on in the in the Noto area, you know, the North Topeka Arts District area. There's so many awesome venues coming up there. Um, yeah. It might even be close to where your studio is, I'm sure. Uh but yeah, there's a lot of artistic stuff there. A lot of like my friends open up the Norseman Brewery. So they have like all these small business owners and entrepreneurs are getting like this awesome life in, in the Noto district. And so, you know, you know, those guys. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was able to actually to be the very per first person to purchase a beer there. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I'm very familiar with Noto. I started out Noto in 2012 and with, as a small studio. And uh, definitely like when Norseman's came in, um, Jared and, and Adam and Emily and Melissa, I hate to not mention those because those are so they people those they, everybody's been working so hard at getting that place going. And, and yeah. it was pretty interesting. So I would always I was right next door and I was always going over there to kind of help. I remember helping put the refrigerator in the big giant refrigerator and stuff like yeah. that. And before awesome. we had beer bringing some hot natty ice over there as a kind of as a joke like hey yeah. jared you gonna drink this and he was like man give it here <laughs> he downed it just for fun those are yeah. yeah they're really cool people um i'm glad that you know them too um just mm -hmm. wanted to mention that because norseman brewing company is like one of my favorite brewing companies here in town so yeah, yeah, it's just an awesome place and awesome people, you know, who are also having to be really good at what they do. So the beer is great, too. <laughs> but yeah, 
Yeah, but yeah. So you know those guys, and 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 know that they've been building up stuff. So you've been watching some of the uh, changes that are happening here in Topeka. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So would you have any like any any vision for what you think could be happening in Topeka a little bit m- more for the arts? And as far as I know, we can't really include 2020 in a lot of it, but mm-hmm. to help promote young people that are wanting to be an actor, wanting to come up out of Topeka and not forget their roots because I appreciate that about you. And I think that's very, very important for people to succeed and they can succeed from almost anywhere they want to go, but don't forget where they came from, you know, and and always give back on that. So your thoughts. Yeah, man. I mean, I love the first Fridays, uh, you know, walk that they do it in the Noto district. I think that's, you know, of course they couldn't do it for 2020. I have a feeling it's probably back or almost back now, but stuff like that i mean they do that in kansas city in the art in the crossroads art districts as well it's just a great way to to give exposure to all the businesses because you can just walk through and see everything that everybody's doing yeah but also for people who are doing it it's really inspiring too to see like okay there there are artists whether their art is craft beer whether it's painting you know yeah. whatever it might be like they get to go see wow so there are people that have artistic you know, passions and endeavors they wanted to undertake that are like really doing well at this. Um, you know, I like everybody who lived in Topeka, I think it'd be great if downtown became like a little bit more of a, you know, of course, everybody's out on Wanamaker or maybe they're finally starting to go to Noto and there are good spots in downtown for sure. And like the pennant, that's obviously not a small, you know, local owned thing or anything, but the pennant is like a great new spot that opened up that's drawn some attention downtown as well. But I remember just growing up kind of like driving through there and just be like, man, this is really just business and then dead, you know? And I always thought they've tried to revitalize it a few times. And I think that you could correct me because you know way better, but I think that it's kind of on the up and up now, but. I, I, I am. Brother, I, we've been doing some awesome stuff downtown and it has yeah. been, it even actually has, the art walk has been happening during, well, awesome. it, we, we got it going a, a couple of months ago. Uh, we, it was individuals. Arts Connect has really been the force behind the citywide art walk is really what it is. It's the first Friday art walk. And so it's all over, like all over, all over the city. And downtown definitely participates in those art walks. And now we have the West Star Park that's kicking butt and they have concerts over there every Wednesday during lunch. And yeah, you need to come down and visit me over here at the gallery and I can take you for a tour of downtown. We have awesome. uh, another restaurant that just opened. We have uh, actually, I mean, I hate to brag, or maybe I like to brag a little bit, but we have we have more art galleries in downtown than we have in Noto right now. That's how really? much, okay. yeah, that's how much awesome things have been happening. So you need to come on down and see us soon whenever you get a chance. But you 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 just moved from Kansas City, and you just moved because partly because your job's calling for you to be in a different location from time to time. You just mm-hmm. moved. Uh, where'd you move to? So like I, I moved to Kansas City from Topeka back in 20, um, I want to say 12. And then I was there for about three, three and a half years doing it more full time on both sides of the camera and just kind of like trying to make sure, hey, before you make a bigger move, make sure that, you know, this isn't just something new that you enjoy, but that it really is a passion that you can't do without. And pretty soon I, I just realized, yes, that's the case. Um, and I, I got to a point where I was like, I want a new challenge now too. And, you know, episodic storytelling was taking off right around then. That was about 2015. And so I was like looking at different places to move and New Mexico came to mind because I had a friend who moved from New Mexico to Kansas City and we did some films together. He always spoke really highly of it. Um, 
and you know they filmed breaking bad there which was my favorite show of all time so breaking bad was done at that point but still it was actually 2015 where i was like okay i'm gonna go ahead and move to new mexico and try to challenge myself even more um now of course still come back to film in kansas city i think i've done at least probably at least two films a year on average since 2015 if not more than that in kc which is awesome because i want to stay connected there you know there's a lot of really talented, not only actors, but crew members, directors, writers, producers, DPs, um, just a great place to be. But for me, I was like, I wanna try to get on, in on episodic storytelling and because of tax credits and a lot of other reasons, like right now that hasn't happened a ton in Kansas City, that it's starting to change slowly though, which is awesome. But yeah, that was 2015 when I moved to New Mexico. But. Very cool. And that's how you ended up getting into um, El Camino? Is that's that- right. Yeah. Yeah, like I had auditions for Better Call Saul and I'd even had callbacks and I'd even been put on hold, like gotten so close to some of these cool roles and then they went to somebody else. But some of those are blessings because some of them are like roles I thought that I really wanted, but then I saw the episode and I was like, man, like they cut that down to like one line for, for the actor or like almost all the coverage was behind them, not even on their face. Or it was like a wide shot where you could barely make them out. I was like, I thought that those roles were really cool and I would have really wanted them and there were still a couple that would have been awesome but like it was just a, a good opportunity to to get to read for those parts and of course in the callbacks like the writers and directors are always there and so I'd already met like Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould and like a lot of these other creatives behind the show so in my opinion when El Camino came around and they saw my audition like I wasn't just a new face anymore they were already familiar with me and knew I was a professional and, and all of this stuff so it all led up to to the role in El Camino, even though I couldn't see the big picture at the time. That's awesome, man. So like you, whenever you started out and like, it, could you imagine all this stuff was going to happen? I mean, it, you got all these different things happening, like, yeah. Okay. yeah. So also, you know, not only can you imagine it happening, but do you, like, I know a lot of people ask me, um, are you a full-time artist? I mean, you actually don't have any other jobs. And so I'd like to ask you that too. Are you a full-time actor? Sure, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a full-time uh, uh, artist in the film industry. We'll put it that way. Like I have. That's what I like to say too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was an editor before I got into the business, I kind of quickly realized, oh, as an actor, I need an actor reel. I don't see a lot of people doing those. Let me just edit my own reel. And then a friend saw that and they wanted me to do theirs. And I just kind of really, I didn't take it very seriously other than obviously the, the final product I took very seriously, but I wasn't promoting myself. I wasn't really trying to push to do reels for the first three years or so. I just kind of took everything from word of mouth. But then about five years ago, I was like, man, business is pretty good just coming from word of mouth from people who actors who really enjoy what I've done and want me to do theirs or suggest to friends. Imagine if I actually tried to push a little bit and make an effort. And I still don't, I don't spend any money on advertising or anything like that, but I really, really pushed in the chips and was like, okay, when I'm not acting, let me make a serious push on the editing side of things. And I've had a lot of help with that. You know, one of my brothers helps me with the website and and with things on that side. And um, Emily is, is somebody who came on and has kind of helped to manage my social media for Twitter and Instagram for breakthrough reels. So it's not just me, but that has been a great, like supplement, I guess, acting, you know, it's so up and yeah. down, yeah. you're making really good money and then you're doing nothing for six months other than getting residuals. But it has been nice that ever since I resigned Justin's, I haven't had to take another job for anybody else. You yes. know, I'm just 
on my own schedule. So that's, that's, that's nice, man. That is, that's, that's, I mean, getting to stay focused. That's kind of similar to my answer. Whenever people ask me if I do it full time. Yeah. I, I don't paint 100% of the time. You know, obviously I have a gallery and so I turned it into a business where I'm doing all kinds of different stuff and coordinating events and all these other things, you know? So yeah, just being able to do that. How important though is the, the reels you're talking about? How important that is that for an actor? Sure, man. Yeah. So now it's basically, it's basically essential. Um, I would say that a headshot is still like barely the most important thing, but I, I know for a fact, a casting director told me one time uh, that she had an actor who had an amazing headshot, is an amazing actor with a great resume, but just didn't have any video up. And so she had him in, he killed the audition. He went to a callback, he killed that. And still after all of that, the producers were, were telling her, is there any kind of video that you can show us? Like, we have to be able to show this to the network. And it's just the way it is now. Like, they need wow, to see yeah. you video to see, like, okay, this is what they sound like. This is how they move. This is what the camera, like, picks up on them. So it really is, like, your your headshot and video form, I guess. Like, the reels are just really, really important. And I'm I'm glad that I've been able to help out, you know, not only do my own and make sure that everything is is looking how it needs to, but I, I know I've been able to help a lot of actors' careers by just giving them that little push of like, hey, if you had a great reel, you could get into this room, and then it's your look and your talent from there. I'm not going to try to take credit for anything from there, but yeah. you got to have those tools to get in the door to have the chance at that, you know? Yeah. Following you on Facebook, I see a lot of times that you are very encouraging to others. Like, you're not an actor who's like, hey, I want all of the chances. I'm not going to let you know about opportunities. I'm not going to tell you how to get there. You're very helpful whenever it comes to that side. Where do you get that from? Well, thanks, man. That means a lot to hear. I think a big part of it is just actors in Kansas City were very generous, you know, with me for the most part and, and helping me out. And but at the same time, like if I was to ask somebody hey, what do I need to succeed in this market in New Mexico or LA? I, I didn't have anybody I could ask those questions to. And maybe that's just because I didn't know who to ask. You know, um, There are a lot of great actors in Kansas City who have moved from LA or New York. So they probably would have had those answers. But I didn't have the access, the access to that. Um, and so I think that's part of why I, I try to use social media the way I do is I want to like be there in case I can give somebody the information that I didn't have. Now, I, I also do like, I do coaching occasionally on the side and that's more for like, Hey, let's really dig in and get you all these answers and study this. But if it's just, Hey, here's a piece of information. If that's helpful to you, great. Then I want to be able to give that, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I'm just not a big, I'm not a big believer in like the whole competitive, you know, it's, it's me against you for these roles kind of a thing. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, of course, like I want the role. Uh, mm -hmm. If it's a role yeah. that I'm really into, like, I hope I'm friends with everybody in the room and I hope that if I don't get it, one of them does and not some random person they flew in from Canada or something, but I do want the role. But at the same time, I just don't think it's very productive to just look around at every other actor in the scene and be and see them as competition, you know, and be withholding with information or there are a lot of actors who, who I frequently in rooms with in New Mexico and I do their clips and reels. So I'm helping them like, enhance yeah. their marketing even though technically that could hurt me and maybe has but to me I yeah i just can't think about that stuff that's just i don't want to waste my time second guessing everything in life like i'm comfortable with the way that i approach the business to try to help others and 
you know, if it costs me a roll here or there, then that's what happens, you know? I'm with you, brother. Our saying around here is we rise by lifting others. And I'm a true believer of that. And I'm, that's the reason why I try to do so much with the community, because I know that, you know, I'm a feather. I'm not the whole wing, but I can fly with the wind catches me, right? Those opportunities catch me, right? But if I'm on a wing, we could take that destination and head the direction we want to go. So I like to go, you know, we, we rise by lifting others and come together and make things happen. So it's pretty awesome that. that you're doing that, man. And thank you for doing that. Thank you for being that way. Um, what, what else are you passionate about? I mean, the one thing I like to touch base on, I like to talk to the artist about what they're doing with their work and who they are, but there's more to you than just your work, obviously. What, what's mm -hmm. some other passions you got, bro? Sure, man. I mean, acting is a huge one. I'm not going to lie. Like the real yeah. editing, I really enjoy it. It is a passion. It's a little more like, hey, that's my job. Acting is a little more like the all-consuming passion. <laughs> like uh -huh. that's what I'm here to do. But man, I love playing basketball. I haven't gotten to do very much of it because like gyms were closed, of course, and all that yeah. stuff. And I don't have a good outdoor goal, you know, in all the places where I might be staying. Um, but I love basketball back in the day. I had some health issues that kind of really slowed that down as well. But still, like sometimes it really hurts sometimes when I don't have a goal because sometimes like when a day is really difficult and I have a lot going on in my head, all I have to do is pick up a basketball and go start shooting around and it just clears everything else away. Now I still have to deal with that stuff later, but for the sure. time I'm on a court, like that's all that matters to me, you know? Um, that seems pretty important for, you know, like to have something different that outside of all your work outside of, you know, what you're doing and just kind of step away and go, okay, I'm not going to think about that. But at the same time, you're thinking about it in a different, real relaxed atmosphere or something you love doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty important. Yeah, man, that's that's definitely one of my big ones. And then I like to, you know, I like to sketch a little bit. I was never particularly great at it. Like, I, I always had art, like, I think I was, had, I guess, kind of an artistic bent to me, but I just couldn't find the, the right avenue. Like, I was okay at this and that. Um, I enjoy sketching, even though I'm not great at it. But when I found acting, I was like, oh, yeah, this is why it exists. This is the one thing I'm actually good at, you know, but yeah. um, I enjoy that. I actually kind of like just being in the car and like just having time to think to myself, which is good. Anything you could say to any our youth here in Topeka that might help inspire them to chase their dreams? Sure. I don't know if it'd be inspirational or not, but, you know, um, for me, I just remember that moment of thinking, wow, this is really interesting. But then just kind of thinking, oh, but I'm not in the right place. So don't even consider it, you know, um, geographically speaking. And I think it's just important not to get deterred by that. I mean, yeah, I thought that at the time. And now here I am, you know, 10, 15 years later, doing what I love on a scale I could never have imagined. You know, I, I don't think we should get too deterred by our circumstances. Like if you really want to go out and try something, if you want to be, be an artist, be a painter, whatever it might be, then... I think you kind of owe it to yourself to go ahead and see where that leads you. Um, there's nothing wrong with deciding, you know what, I want to kind of change course, get a more dependable, like I want to have a nine to five job. I want to, whatever it might be, if you decide I do want these comforts in life that we don't always get as artists, that's totally fine. Then you make that change and that's what was right for you, you know? But if you at least kind of give it your all and don't let other people's projections or what you think are limitations on you, you don't let that bog you down too much, then at least you can get to a certain point in life and you won't have to look back and, and think what if, or if only because you did it, you know? Yeah. And those are just phrases. I don't think artists should want to, should have to 
to think on looking back, you know, because they yeah. didn't take this chance. But. Right. And it's, and it's taking those chance and those risks and working hard, not just at the beginning at all the time. And sometimes you, you, you fall short, but you also find opportunity in falling short. Like, I mean, I've also read where you were able to help behind the scenes and different, different things. And I'm sure you'd rather been on camera, but you mm -hmm. jump in there and you do it. And that's, that's the hard work behind it too. So. For sure. For sure. And there's, it is a fine line between, you know, deciding I want to change things up because this is what's right for me. I, I'm going to stop doing that and do this instead. And like just needing to push through just a little bit longer, you know, because it is hard work and there's a lot of ups and downs. It's important not to get too high with the ups and too low with the downs. But there have been at least three or four moments where I wasn't just like, ah, what the hell am I doing with my life right now? <laughs> I was I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's time to stop and do something else. And then right then I decided, but maybe I can do it for <laughs> there's one still more a little, There's you still know? a little left, yeah. I just tried this one thing. And, and right after that, huge things started happening. It would have been so easy to just have quit. Um, and nobody could ever have faulted me for it. But it's that perseverance sometimes that makes all the difference in the world. Sounds awesome, man. Uh, what are you working on now? You got some things going on now? Yeah, man. So, uh, so I had a small role in News of the World alongside Tom Hanks, which came out in uh, December of 2020. And so it's been kind of cool to see that released finally. Um, at what first, word? it was in theaters. It was in What's theaters? That? It was in it theaters? Was. Okay. Yeah, it was in theaters for a couple of months. And so, you know, a few people were able to go, um, depending on where theaters were open. But now it's on, you know, uh, on streaming. Um, maybe it's on DVD now, too. So it's just been cool to see people's reaction to that small rule for me, but a good, like a heartwarming story and something that felt very uplifting after 2020. Um, I am working on a film right now in New Mexico. I don't know how much I'm supposed to say about it, but it's a, it's an indie film. That's, you know, just great people behind it. I'm having a great time doing that. Um, I've got a, a bit in a short film that's going to be done in Topeka. That's going to have a really big like footprint. Also, again, I don't, I don't want to share news. It isn't mine to share, but it's okay. a really exciting yeah. project too. And then um, right now, I think it's pretty much official that I'm going to do just like a quick role in a feature in Kansas also in uh, in June, which would be nice. And then there's one more I've got lined up for August. So it's been it's been pretty good. It's been a nice rebound year so far after nice. 2020. But Nice. Well, I see you take different roles. I love, I love like I watched your reels and stuff, you know, the different characters and how well you get into it. You know, I mean, I love to see that. Um, but oh, you shaved your head. I don't know how long ago you shaved your head, but you can tell from the reels that you eventually shaved your head. Uh -huh. uh, has your roles changed since you shaved your head? <laughs> yeah, it has. And that's, you know, that's something that it's just another part of the business. It's like, sorry, you have a type and it's For just sure. based on how you look, which is crazy to think at this day and age, how, you know, there's, it's just crazy to think that despite all of our hard work and everything, it really just comes down to, oh, sorry, you don't look like this or you're not this or you're too much of this. But that's just a snap decision that's made and that's the way the business runs. So if you're not comfortable with that, it's not a good business for you. You know, for me, I really wanted to shave my head. I'd never done it before. I just grown it out. It's like, okay, cool. Check. I had my hair really long, years, <laughs> but it also didn't look as good as yours. So I got to the point where I was like, yeah. I'm ready to just shave it. But my agent was like, you know, she's amazing. She's a great supporter. And she told me, you need to do whatever you're comfortable with, with your own body. But let's also look at the business side of it, where you just did an audition where you had hair. So if you booked that and you shaved it, they're going to be pissed, which of course I already had in mind. That's, that's very true. 
And she also was like, it's going to limit some of the roles you're going to be able to go out for because now they're going to look at you with the shaved head and beard and make a different snap decision than they did before. Um, but when COVID came around, I, was, I just called her up. I was like, okay, we've got five months of downtime now, at least probably. To me, now's the time to shave my head. Like I've been released <laughs> from all the holds that I was on. Now, worst case scenario, I find out I have like 12 weird bumps. I don't like it. And I grow it back. <laughs> in, you know? Best case, if I if I like it, if it's as freeing as I think it will be, I got plenty of time to get new headshots and, you know, we can really get rolling when the business picks back up. And then I booked two things later on that year with the shaved head, even in 2020. So I was like, eh, see, I told you we'd still book, you know. <laughs> nice. Well, in El Camino, you were kind of like this, uh, I don't know if I want to say it that way, but you're kind of like the stoner character. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm guessing that you're not getting very many of those roles right now. You look like, you know, I mean, your roles look like you're a little bit more serious, right. I should say. Your, your hair yeah. can make a big difference, can it? <laughs> it really can. Yeah, like El Camino. Yeah, that was supposed to be just like, oh, yeah, they're all relaxed. You know, one of them was doing coke, but it wasn't my character. He's more like, oh, he'll sip a beer. He'll, maybe he's a stoner. Who knows? Yeah. But now you know, the shaved head and a beard, it's, it's a little more like maybe he's not a stoner. Maybe he's a meth head. You know, like I don't yeah. you, you never know. It really does make it more of a dramatic look, you know, which is why. You know, I, I went ahead and I got a lot of headshots done so I could show, hey, there's a lot of different variety I can still do just changing wardrobe, let alone getting into a different character, you know, because I didn't want people to just be like, okay, you can be like a, a quote unquote method or a bouncer now. And that's about it. I'm like, no, no, no. I can do a lot more than that. Uh, what's something we can look forward to uh, seeing, whether it's out right now, if somebody hasn't checked out any of your films, what's something that you would suggest? Like, go ahead and look at this one first. Oof, that's tough. There are kind of, there are like four that jumped to mind for different reasons. Um, so the first one is the newest one, which I mentioned just briefly earlier, would be News of the World. Um, that's, you know, Tom Hanks is great in that. The whole cast is, the director is amazing. That got nominated for four Oscars, I think. It didn't win them, but still, like, nominated for four Oscars is pretty great. But that's something to watch if you want to do something recent. If you're a Breaking Bad fan and you haven't seen it yet, I would suggest go watch El Camino because, you know, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, you have to. Um, <laughs> and then for two of the other ones, I would say The Kid is another good one. It's more of an indie Western, and yet it has like Chris Pratt in it and Vincent D'Onofrio and Dane DeHaan, like Ethan Hawke. So it's yeah. an indie, but these characters or these actors who have a lot of star power and they're just fascinating to watch on screen. Um, I had a small role in that. I'm, I'm gone in the first 15 minutes or so, but that's just fun to support too. Cause it's like, yeah, big actors, but it's, it didn't have the budget of like some of these blockbusters. So just supporting that is cool. And then um, people always mention Godless to me just because like the poem that I give in it is so memorable, which really mm -hmm. I just had to get out of the way and give the poem because it is so good. That wasn't me. It was just the writing, but that's yeah. like, again, if people like Westerns, that's a seven episodes, so more of a long haul but a great series on Netflix. It's very, very um, graphic at times. So it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's a great, great show, great characters. So. Awesome, man. We'll look up those. I know I've seen uh, El Camino. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen Godless yet. I was wanting to check that out. Um, so another thing I like to do here, man, is uh, since we are a radio station and I'd like to play a couple of songs after our interview, what are some of your, two of your favorite songs or two songs that you could give me that help me help you help relate to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be one that describes you, that's for sure, but just yeah. something that really, that you you dig. 
That's such a great question, man. And I don't, I don't listen to as much music as, as most people do. Like for me, it's more like, okay, I'll put it on a movie. I'll put on a show. Um, I'm just very open to, to all different genres and styles and years, even of music. I'll just put on whatever's in the radio. Um, I mean, like one song that just always stuck with me was throwing it way back to like Lincoln Parks in the end. It was just yeah. like one of the first songs that I heard when I was younger. And I was just like, oh man, this one like really sticks with you. Um, uh-huh. And it has like some pretty deep commentary to it at the same time, you know, it's Lincoln Park. You, they they kind of had their thing that they did very well. Um, it was a little limited, but, and then um, man, like, and, and while you're thinking of that, like you can, uh, well, I'm asking you a question, but that that song is, um, you know, in the end, it doesn't really matter. You try so hard, and you know, those are the lyrics. Do you are you are you finding yourself proving those lyrics wrong? That you try so hard, and it really does matter. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, I think it still applies in some ways. You know, like life is going to be difficult no matter what, and you're going to have to overcome things. Um, but yeah, I think that. That's a good point. Like there are some things that not only are just in that song, but in other ones where if you think about it too much, it could be like negative reinforcement and like telling you, oh, there's nothing you can do about this or that. But yeah, I think that just my experience has proven like there's a hell of a lot that I'm able to achieve, you know, no matter what the the boundaries look like. Um, Yeah, that song also obviously has a different, you know, connotation to it after Chester passed away, of course. But I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think another song. um, I've been listening to a lot of Jay-Z lately as well. Cool. And again, still throwing it back because now that's old school, you know. Yeah. <laughs> time. But uh, I have a lot of Empire State of Mind going on as well, just because that's, and that's almost the opposite. You know, that's like, you know, career building, like world building, like we're going to yeah. be epic and nobody's going to stop us kind of stuff. And that's, you know, for people who really get into music for the mindset of the lyrics that, that it puts you in, like that's one that's, definitely one that'll like drive you forward and inspire you but awesome i'm gonna share those songs after this interview and i appreciate you for this conversation again chris bilsma i hope that we get to meet again and hopefully you'll come back to topeka and come hang out the gallery and check out downtown with me man yeah man i would love to i would love to thank you for having me again all right thank you sir we'll see you soon hopefully Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Meet the Artist, recorded right here at Two Wolf Studio in downtown Topeka. I want to remind you guys, this weekend we have the First Friday Art Walk in downtown, and this week, this month, we are celebrating the Salsa Walk. So the participating businesses will have salsa for you to try out. There's several art galleries downtown. Go visit NetLinks and Stephen Smith's Gallery, Creations of Hope and Lipa Lamas. And of course, don't forget about us, Two Wolf Studio and Artist Den. One cool thing that you can do when you're downtown, since there is other places like Iron Rail, The Pennant, and The Brew Bank, and Axe and Owls, I believe you could go any of those places and get a drink to go, and you could go to the gallery and uh, have your drink of choice. But a lot of places will also be having some refreshments for you to enjoy in case uh, you want to go there and check those things out. Make sure you do that. This weekend, it goes on from 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And that's happening right here in downtown Topeka. I hope to see you here. And come by and visit me over here at Two Wolf Studio. Once again, thank you all for listening. I'm Alexander Lancaster for Meet the Artist right here on KSEF. We are everything to be done.